Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations weekly podcast. This Monday night, Jonathan Edwards shared a timely message about a shift in season for God's people and the church. We pray you hear what God is saying with an open heart. I have a real burden from the Holy Spirit tonight that I want to speak and communicate into your heart. I know what I'm going to share to those in this room tonight. We will agree with, we will believe, but we still need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Not just for those of us that are in this room, but for those that are watching right now, there is a now word for those in your family, those in your church, those that you know that are Christians that might not be walking right with the Lord at this time. If you've got your phone and you can share this message, share it right now because I really do believe that the Spirit of the Lord is going to touch people as they listen tonight in Jesus' name. I'm going to read you some scriptures from the Old Testament and the New If you can't, rush with me and follow through. Take notes if you can, or just listen. But I'm going to start in Isaiah 52, verse 1, which says, Awake, awake! Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Matthew 24, verse 42. Therefore stay awake. For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Ephesians 5 verse 14. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 6. So then let us not be asleep as others do, but let us keep awake. And be sober. Revelation 3 verse 2. Wake up. Can you hear what the Spirit is saying here? Wake up and strengthen what remains. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what hour I will come against you. There is a word that shines through these verses tonight. A word that sums up the sound of heaven. The cry of God. The burden of the Spirit for God's people everywhere. And it's the word awake. These prophetic passages are crying and speaking with an urgent cry and it's wake up. We've already heard God's word again and again and again prophetically tonight in these scriptures. Awake, awake, O Zion. Shake yourself. Loose yourself. Stay awake. You don't know when the Lord is coming. Don't be 
asleep, be awake, wake up. The hour is near, I believe. There is a strong sense of urgency here. God is speaking to his church globally. And he's saying, if you're in spiritual slumber, if you're apathetic, if you're asleep to what God is doing in your day and generation, it is time, it's high time to wake up and get yourself ready. There's much work, you see, needed to do in these twilight hours of time because Jesus is coming soon. We need to remember, church, my friend, you need to remember, if you're watching right now, that the clock is ticking. The alarm bell of heaven is ringing. And it's ringing loud and clear. Wake up, wake up, wake up. The king is coming. Earlier this year, I had returned from a ministry trip with my wife, Anna, and I was so tired at the end of this ministry trip that I got home and I just wanted to go to bed. And you know what it's like when you get so tired that you fall asleep and you go into a deep, deep sleep. And I don't know how long I was asleep for, but nothing was waking me up, but suddenly, however long that had been, suddenly I heard this voice that was breaking through my subconscious. I heard it gently. It was John. It's time to wake up. I just ignored it because I was just so, so tired. And then I heard a louder sound. John, it's time to wake up. And I ignored it. And then finally somebody shaked me and said, John, get up. And you know, I was abruptly awakened from my slumber. I thought I'd slept for half an hour. But I didn't realize that I'd slept for hours. I was shocked that I'd been asleep for so long. I had so many things to do that day that I missed out on doing because I was asleep. And it was too late and the time had gone. And you know that, my friend, is prophetically a picture of what God is doing in his church right now. He's whispered. He's spoken gently, but now he's shouting. Now he's shaking. Now he's amplifying his voice and he's saying, wake up, get up, rise up. This isn't the time for any believer to be asleep spiritually. There is work to do. In a short amount of time, there's a lot of work to do. Why? Because Jesus Christ is coming soon. Don't miss the moment. Don't stay in a deep sleep. The Bible tells us to redeem the time for the days are evil. Get up. Get on with what God is calling you to do because there's no time to waste. W.A.C. Rowe, a great teacher from the 20th century in the UK, said this. He said, there are masses of sincere Christians who are so darkened to the second coming of Christ as the Jews were to his first coming. 
A.W. Tozer once said this, he said, another reason for the absence of real yearning for Christ's return is that Christians are so comfortable in this world that they have no desire to leave it. I'm saying to you, I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to everybody that's watching right now, we've got to stop having a 70 to 80 year perspective and start having an eternal perspective because the earth is not your home. I'm going to say that again. You may be in this world, but you don't belong to this world. You're only passing through. Believer, stop getting comfortable. Stop getting cozy. Stop getting settled in this life and in this world. Don't be so familiar with your surroundings. You are leaving soon. This life is like a passing vapor. Compared to eternity... This life is like a small grain of sand on a huge beach. That's why we have to live in the light of eternity. We have to live under the spotlight, the reality of seeing and welcoming Jesus Christ return. We have to know that the moment that we live in is to live with an awareness to prepare the way of the Lord. John the Baptist commission to prepare the way of the Lord for the first coming of Jesus Christ. The church's commission and call is to prepare the way of the Lord for Jesus Christ's second coming. That means if you're a believer, you can't play games with God. You can't mess around with God. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. You've got to be all sold out for the kingdom of God. And you know, tonight I pray that you're catching this burden. I believe I'm speaking to many that are converted. I believe I'm speaking to many that are saying, I believe that. I know that there are people on fire for Christ, but there must be somebody out there. There's a whole lukewarm church that needs to be shaken with the truth because it's only the truth that will set you free. Let me just mention a few truths tonight that I believe we need to be awakened to. Some important practices that need to be implemented in these final days. I've got three points and I'm going to give you them now. Point number one. Throw off anything that represents compromise. Remove it. Get your house in order before you stand before your creator. I don't want to stand before Jesus with embarrassment. I don't want to stand before Jesus with his eyes of love looking at me and my head has to be hung low because I'm embarrassed to have my face looking at the king. No. I want to welcome him with great joy. I want to know that I've lived my life the way that he's wanted me to live my life without spot and blemish. 
I don't want to have any unforgiveness. I don't want to have any hidden weaknesses that I've never dealt with. I don't want to live in disobedience. I want to do everything that he's called me to do because I want to hear those words more than anything else, more than the robe, more than the crown, more than the accolade. I just want to hear Jesus say, well done. Can you hear me? I wish you could get a revelation. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Friends, we only have one life to live. I'm asking you to live it sold out for Jesus. Don't live it sold out for pleasure. Don't live it sold out for your hobbies. Don't live it sold out for your career. They are fine. They are right in their rightful place. But at the end of the day, (laughs) all they are are things. They're just temporal. They mean nothing under under the lens of eternity. Live your life completely sold out for Jesus. One thing is guaranteed. Out of everything in this life, one thing is guaranteed, and that is that Jesus Christ is coming soon. And whether we're ready or not, we will have to stand before him. Now, praise God that the judgment seat for the saint is completely different. Aren't you glad that the judgment seat for the saint is completely different to the judgment seat for the the sinner? You won't have to stand before Jesus because you've rejected him or you're being judged for your sins that have gone on in your life. As believers, you've got your sins forgiven. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus right now cleanses us. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That's done with. God's dealt with that at the cross. Hallelujah. Through Christ. But we will have to stand and give an account for our lives. First John 2 verse 15 says, Do not love the world or the things in this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him because all that is in the world is not from the Father, but is from the world, and the world is passing away with its desires. But the person who does the will of God remains forever. I believe that there's a a room full of people tonight that want to do the will of God. That are saying like Jesus, oh God, I've come to do your will. Then he says this in verse 18. Children, it is the last hour. John says here, children, it is the last hour. Listen, if it was the last hour then, (laughs) it must be the final minutes. Maybe the final 60 seconds of the last hour. And if that's the case, because we all know that we're living in the last of the last days. I'm saying to you and I'm saying to myself, don't love the world. Don't love the things of this world. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. 
Instead, let the Spirit of the Lord wash you and cleanse you and break you from, free from anything that, that would cause the stain of this world to drag you down. Let the Spirit of God wash you and cleanse you tonight. In Jesus' name. I remember a few years ago having a powerful vision of a house. And that house just looked like a mansion. And you know, on the outside of that house, it looked so beautiful. The gardens were just well kept. But then the Lord opened the door and he said, go inside the house. And you know, when I went inside the house, it was dirty. There was cracks in the wall. The carpets were worn. And all the household items were in the wrong rooms. It was really interesting because the bathroom was in the kitchen. <laughs> The sofa was in the garage. Everything was messed up. Everything that was, was, was out of order. There was complete disorder within the house. But then the Spirit of the Lord said to me, look again. And I just saw the doors open and I saw the windows open. And I saw a sudden blast of wind come into that house and in a moment the cracks disappeared. The furniture was placed in the right room. The walls were painted. Everything that that was dirty, everything that had disorder was placed in order. There was as much beauty on the inside as there was on the outside. And you know, that's what God is doing with his church at this time. If we will allow him, he's going to breathe again. He's breathing right now. The winds of change are blowing right now over the body of Christ to blow out carnality and remove burdens of bondage and remove disorder and bring order. He wants to come again and again and again like a mighty rushing wind and bring order and beauty and perfection to his church because it's not my church, it's his church. He wants to breathe on us again so that we might be cleansed from the inside out. Give him your heart afresh tonight. Give him your life afresh tonight. Don't only think now, think future. Live with an eternal perspective. You know, the early church lived with a revelation of the fact of the cross, the resurrection, and the soon return of Jesus Christ. They were always preaching the return of Jesus. There was an urgency that Jesus was coming soon, and it needs to be back in the pulpits of North America and Europe that the Christ is coming, hallelujah, with a trumpet sound. He's coming for his church. Dr. Leighton Ford, associate evangelist with Billy Graham, once said this. He said, other people can think about the future, worry about the future, plan for the future, fear the future, discuss the future, but only God's people can live the future today. We can live the future today. We live in an uncertain world. I don't have to go through what's happening in the world. You you know as well as I do. You, You turn on your TV. 
You look on Google, you look on Apple News, the news is all around you. Deep darkness is covering the face of the earth. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. But we live with a great certainty. In an uncertain world, we have a certainty. That Jesus Christ is coming, the King is coming. And we have to live in the light of tomorrow, today. Secondly, use the gifts God has given you. He wants his people to be workers, not spectators. Pioneers, not settlers. Our life, our time on this earth is to be used wisely. We are workers for Jesus. And we have to. You don't have a choice in this. Well, you do. You can either use what you've got or you can stand before Jesus and explain why you haven't used what you've got. We have to use the gifts and the callings that every one of us has in this room. We have to use that grace. And that gift and that call that is upon our lives and is entrusted to our care. I'm going to read you a parable from Matthew's Gospel which you know very well where Jesus explains and tells us how we should live and how we should use that which has been given to us. Matthew 25 verse 14. Listen if you want to. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of these servants came. And settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five more. Saying, Lord, you have delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents beside these. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. Now I'm going to make you faithful over much. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also had, who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered me to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides these. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over much. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there, you have what is yours. But his Lord said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap what I have not sown and gathered what I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. So to everyone who has, more will be given. There's the key here. And he will have abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Please note that the master went away. And they were all given talents. 
And the issue here is not the amount of talents that they were given. It is what they did with their talents. Two used what they had and they re reproduced more. But one took what he got. What he was given by the master. He took it and he just buried it in the ground. The two that were faithful with what they were given received more. The one who was lazy and did nothing for the master and wasted his life, lost what he had, which tells you and me that there will be reward and there will be loss on judgment day. Some will gain. Some will lose. But it's all based on the choices we make today. What we do with our lives today, what we do with those calls, what we do with that grace, what we do with that dream. Don't bury it in the ground. Use what you have and work for the master. Use the talent that he's given you. I don't know about you, but I want reward. I want to take the gifts, I want to take the graces, I want to take the talents he's given to me and use them for his glory. I want to keep on taking this gift and this talent and keep reproducing and reproducing and reproducing everything that I can for my master. So that when he comes, I'll know that I'll have brought joy to his heart. Tonight you might be a mum, tonight you might be a housewife. Maybe that's where you are in life right now. That might be your call at this time that you are in life. Let me tell you, be the best mum that you can under God to those kids that you've got. Use your talent. Bring up those children in the ways of the Lord. Use those gifts to prepare your kids to live the way that God has intended them to live. You might be a prayer warrior. You might be an intercessor. Be faithful to your call. Use your talents. Use your gift. The body of Christ, pastors and leaders across this nation need you to stand in the gap and pray. Don't bury that gift. Can you hear the cry of the Holy Ghost? Don't bury that gift. Pick it up. Pick it up. Use what you've got. The kingdom of God needs you. You might be a business owner. Keep running that kingdom business. Keep expanding it as the grace of God gives you the ability to expand. Be faithful to the call. Don't opt out. Don't do something else. Use those talents and reproduce what you can for the kingdom of God. You might be watching right now and you might be a pastor. Let me tell you, be the best pastor that you can be. If you're a pastor, don't try and be a prophet. I've met men and women of God like that. They're fed up of pastoring and they want to be a prophet or they want to be an evangelist or they want to be an apostle or they want to be a teacher. If God's called you to be a pastor, be the best pastor you can be. If you're called to travel as an evangelist, be the best evangelist that you can be. Stay in your lane. Too many people get discontented. Too many people get restless. They want to change into different spheres of ministry. And there's no anointing upon them in that sphere of ministry. Stay in your call. Stay in your gift. Be the best evangelist or pastor or prophet that you can be. And the anointing of God upon your life will increase and increase. 
Because if you're faithful with little, God will make sure that you're faithful with much. Don't bury yourself into the things of this world. Don't be idle in the things of God. Use what you have to serve God. Paul said this to Timothy. He said this, stir up the gift that is within you. That gift might be buried. That gift might be dormant. Tonight is the night to start to stir up that gift because God isn't looking for excuses. He doesn't want to hear an excuse. He doesn't want to hear why you can't do it. He wants you to step out and say like Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. Whether that's ascending into business, whether that's ascending into a a profession, whether that's ascending into parliament, whatever he's called you to do, here I am, Lord. Use me. Send me. I believe the Spirit of God is saying that to you right now. Stir up the gift. Stir up that gift that is within you. There's no passengers in the kingdom of God. There's only workers. We are workers. We are laborers. Laborers. Every one of us has a call. Every one of us has an anointing. Every one of us has a commission within the church to fulfill the work of Jesus Christ. Whatever we're called to, there is an anointing. Step into that anointing. Stir up that gift and be what God has called you to be. Do you know we're preparing for our reward right now? We are either building our lives on that which is temporal or that which is eternal. Paul speaks very clearly about that in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10 to 15. He speaks of the temporal as wood, hay and stubble. He speaks of the eternal as gold, silver and precious stones. The wood, the hay, the stubble is just an illustration of those things that won't last. You know, there have been certain times in my life, if you said to me, what's the wood, the hay and the stubble, I could, I could point to it straight away. You know what's temporal. I don't have to go through different definitions. I don't have to give you different illustrations. You know that you know that you know in your heart what's temporal. You know If there's anything that you're building your life upon that will not last. You know those things that are a waste of your time. And your energy. You know those things. Maybe you're watching right now. You know those things. That you shouldn't maybe be giving your life to. And Paul says according to scripture deal with them now. Because if you don't deal with them now, if you don't let the fire of God burn them up now, the fire of God will burn them up on judgment day. I want to build on that which is eternal. I know I'm speaking to a bunch of people in this room right now that want to throw themselves and are throwing themselves into the purpose of God for their generation. We are workers. Amen. We represent the two that were given the talents and reproduced, not the lazy servants. Maybe you're watching right now and you're saying, I'm not doing what God has called me to do. Well, you need to repent, turn around, ask God for forgiveness and get out there and do what God has called you to do. 
Stop wasting time. There is no time to waste. He's coming soon. And we have to be ready. Finally, there's a race to run, so run it. So many Christians, and it breaks my heart that I meet around the world, are not running their race. Men and women of God, and let me just say this, and I say this in love, but it's the truth, they have got lazy after COVID. They've got sleepy after lockdown. They've gone Facebook church or Instagram church or TV church. They never show up. Listen, we could all make excuses. But when you get in the presence of God, when you experience the glory of God, there is no excuse because you feel his love and his mercy and his truth. I want to say that maybe to some that might be watching right now. Shake yourself. Get back in the race and run. Determine tonight you're not going to sit, you're not going to sleep, but you're going to be awake and run in the race that God has called you to run. Hebrews chapter 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You've got to run. My wife Anna was telling me about a visiting preacher that came to the church. She's a part of in Wales. Unfortunately, she can come with me on this trip. Long story, but she sends her love. And she was telling me about a, a, a prophetic preacher that came to the church a few weeks ago. And he prophetically said this. He said, it's time for Christians to take their slippers off and put their running shoes on. I'm going to say that again because the body of Christ needs to hear that. It is time for some Christians, not all Christians, I know we've got runners in this room. It is time for some Christians to take their slippers off and put their running shoes on. And you know that's so true because in the kingdom of God, you don't need slippers. You don't need slippers because you were never meant to be spiritually asleep. God wants you to put those running shoes on. To serve the Lord with all your heart, strength, mind, soul. To be passionate for Jesus. To be on fire for Him. To say, God, I don't know what's happening in this world. I'm going to be a witness of Jesus Christ. I'm going to use what you've given me. I'm going to leave this earth empty of everything of my call and purpose. Whenever I go, whether I see you in the air or whether you take me before you come, I'm going to be ready to stand before you and I'm going to do everything to maximize what you have called me to do in my life for you. And you... Alone. Throw off the weights. 
throw off the baggage. Let me say to somebody watching right now, please throw off the excuses. Please throw off the, I will wait, I'll do it tomorrow. I remember meeting somebody years ago and I, I, I challenged him on something and he said, yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Met him a year later, yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I, I said, a year's gone. A year's gone. You've lost a year of your life. You haven't done what God told you to do a year ago. There's no time to waste. Awake, awake, O Zion. Shake yourself. Loose yourself. Be awake to what God is calling you to do in this hour. This is the time. This is the moment to be awake. To run. To throw off those things that hinder us. And to passionately serve Jesus Christ. Because he's coming soon. The king is coming. Nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the hour. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Suddenly, swiftly, he's going to break into time as the king of kings and the lord of lords. The king is coming. Get yourself ready. Make sure there's oil in your lamp. Don't be asleep. Make sure there's oil in your lamp. The king is coming and he's coming soon. I really do believe that tonight the Lord has done so much. But I believe, really believe that this moment is a holy moment of consecration. I really believe that the Lord is asking from all of us a fresh consecration to him. I felt the Lord say to me, and he's already said it, but I believe he's saying it again. It's already been confirmed through Pastor John. He said this, I'm going to meet my people at the altar. He said, because if they come with consecration, I'm going to come with demonstration. If we will come with consecration, he will come with demonstration. And you know, for, for a month, I didn't know what was going to happen tonight, but for a month I, I've just had this verse in Joshua 3 verse 5. It says, consecrate yourself for tomorrow <laughs> the Lord will do wonders amongst you. Tomorrow the Lord will do miracles amongst you. I do believe that out of the consecration tonight, there's going to be a demonstration tomorrow of the miraculous power of God. Something's going to happen. Something's going to shift. Something's going to change as we consecrate ourselves to the Lord, as we say, God, for this final run, for this final lap. I've been around 10 laps, but I know there's one more lap to do for this final lap I'm all in and I'm saying God I know it's not a sprint it's a marathon but I'm nearly at the end of the marathon I know you're coming soon and I'm going to consecrate myself for this final lap to do everything that I can within my heart to serve the purpose of God consecrate yourself sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders amongst you. Don't miss tomorrow. Be here tomorrow. If you need a miracle, that's not how, that I won't pray for people tonight, but I know that there's an order that the Spirit has for me here. There is an order that He has for this gathering. There's an order that He has for tomorrow. 
And I believe right now that there's consecration. I, I believe that the Lord is going to meet you at the altar. I believe that there's going to be something of the glory of God that's going to impact your heart as you come and say, Lord, I've got clean hands. I've got a pure heart. I'm coming. I, I'm just throwing it all in again. I'm sold out for you again. I know I've been at this altar many times, but I'm coming again. I'm just laying everything at the feet of Jesus for me, my family. Even if my kids aren't walking with the Lord, I'm coming to that altar. I'm laying it all down. So that I can leave here with you empowering me. With the fresh presence of your glory. Stand with me for a moment. Hallelujah. Maybe you're in this room right now. You're saying, John, I'm not a Christian. I've never given my life to the Lord. I've never asked Jesus Christ into my life as, as Lord and Savior. Well, this is your moment. This is your time. The Bible says every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The only way we can have our sins forgiven is through a Savior. There is only one Savior of the world and His name is Jesus Christ. That's why he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There aren't many ways in this life. Religion will tell you there's many ways. Politicians will tell you there's many ways. But there's only one way to God the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. He is the way. If you're here tonight and you're saying, I need my sins forgiven. I need a brand new start. I want to believe in my heart and confess with my mouth. I'm sorry for what I've done wrong, but I want to give my life to Jesus Christ tonight. Even if that's you watching on, on, on the screen right now in your home, if you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ, raise your hand right now wherever you are. If there's anybody in this room, you've never given your life to Jesus, raise your hand right now. If you're watching right now, even in, in where you are, just raise your hand. And say, I'm responding to the word of God right now. And Father, if there's anybody watching right now, through their phone, through their tablet, on their computer, we pray right now, Lord. We say with you right now, just say this prayer. Heavenly Father, please forgive me for sinning against you. Please give me a brand new start. I'm sorry for all those things that I've done wrong. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus Christ is Lord. And now I'm saved. If you've prayed that prayer, contact the church. Contact this office. And we'll help you be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here right now and you're saying, John, I'm a Christian, but I'm not walking right with God. I need to make a decision right now to follow the Lord with all my heart, soul, might, and strength. I need to throw everything in. I'm lukewarm. I'm stale. I'm playing games with God. And I need to throw my all into following Jesus. I am a Christian. But I'm not walking right. If that's you right now and you're saying, John, will you pray for me right where you are? Just raise your hand right now, quickly. Quickly, if there's anybody here, you're saying, just pray for me. Thank you, thank you. Is there any more? You're saying, I, I, I'm all in for Jesus. Well done, young lady. Thank you, sir. Well done, well done. Just keep those hands up right now. We're going to pray. Well done, well done. Praise God. This isn't the day to, to mess around with God. Just, just keep your hands up. That's great. That's wonderful. Well done. Well done. Well done. I don't know some of these. Well done. I don't know some of these people at the back there, but praise God. We're going to pray for you right now. Amen. We're going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for every man and woman of God that's just, well done. Well done. Men and women of God, right, right 
in this room right now that are saying, I'm making a fresh decision to follow Jesus. I'm going to be on fire for the Lord. I'm not playing games anymore. I'm not messing around. I'm not having one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. I, I, I'm making a decision to follow Jesus. No turning back. I speak against the spirit of this age. I come up against all those attacks that this world and the pressure of this world and the things of this world will put on the souls of your people. I rebuke that right now and I command those demonic powers to loose themselves off your life and that you might be from the top of your head to the soles of your feet in Jesus name Amen Amen Hallelujah just keep waiting on the Lord right now What a powerful message Thanks for listening We hope you were touched by today's message and can't wait for you to hear the next one from our Tuesday night service with evangelist Jonathan Edwards Thank you.